Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Modern Superior. Hello, welcome to episode 307 of See You Next Wednesday, a weekly pop culture and film podcast where a single die roll decides what movies we have to see. This episode drops on Wednesday, March 21st, 2018, and my name is Dan Gorman, and see here where it says void, 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 this is not a check, cash value one twentieth of a cent, Mr. Banker, do not honor. (laughs) My name is Casey Lyons, and remember that everything happens for a reason. And sometimes that reason is because you're stupid and make bad decisions. <laughs> My name is Greg Lagro, and no, it's not like horse. Duh. Should have been gone. No more journey psychouts. <laughs> oh, we have tons yeah, of stuff. Now you gotta get the ball, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> We have tons of stuff to talk about this week. Two of us got to watch whatever we wanted to in our winner's choice in Film Roulette, while one of us stayed home and watched. Hashtag squad goals. (laughs) We have a punishment album to talk about. We will roll for movies for next week's episode and more. Uh, Before we get to any of that, you can email us at info at modernsuperior.com. You can rate and review us on iTunes at modernsuperior.com. You can go and click the Patreon button and gain access to our Slack channel as well as bonus content. And you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SYNWPC. And uh, how's it going, guys? Oh, Casey's Casey's back. back. Yay! Yay. I'm so happy to be back. I miss (laughs) the show very, very much. A huge, huge thank you to Jamie Duke for filling in for me. Oh, great. Doing a much better job than I ever (laughs) could. That's what we all thought. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This will be your last episode. Yeah. 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 This is the farewell. Wait, you brought me back to fire me? Yeah. 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 Why did you do this? uh... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, No, thank you to Jamie. And if you aren't subscribed to a Show of Strengths uh, podcast feed, you should do that. Um, He's very close to doing some full episodes, from what I've been told. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah, check that out. Um, Um, uh, Another uh, very quick shout out. Uh, and a huge thank you. My uh, my family has been very sick. Uh, specifically, uh, my son has had some uh, some pretty big issues. Uh, he's uh, feeling better now. But uh, a huge shout out and thank you to uh, listener and friend uh, Matt Bain, who uh, made uh, me and my family some chicken soup. That's nice. amazing. And and yeah. gave it to us. It is the best chicken soup I've ever had. <laughs> you know. Uh, and you know, it was just Matt's birthday too. So happy birthday! Happy Matt. birthday! Oh, no yeah, he's happy been birthday, a long time supporter of the show. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. great. It, just after Zoe was born, when uh, Athena and I were in like uh, sleep deprivation madness, 
he brought over some spaghetti that he made one day. And it nice. was delicious. It's crazy. Like, like he made the not, sauce too. Like, yeah. like oh, meatballs amazing. and the whole thing. It was so good. It's not enough that he's one of Canada's best artists. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> also, he makes the best soup of all time. Yeah. <laughs> he is uh, just terrific. What a what an all around wonderful person. Yeah, pretty nice. Totally. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Plus it was just wonderful to see him. Yeah. I what's feel like his, I haven't uh, seen him in a million years. What's his website? You should go look at his art. Yeah, is Let it Matt uh, Bain? I'm assuming it's mattbain.com. Let's see. Uh, you can If you want to Google I'm his sur- name. Yeah, I'm searching him. It's, it's uh, B-A-H-E-N. Yep. Yeah, Matt that's it. Yeah, Bain. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, M-A-T-T-B-H-B-A-H-E-N.com. Com. Yeah. I don't think we make a big enough deal of the fact that extremely talented people are uh, listen to our show. Yep. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So if you're yeah. not talented, start listening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'll get talented. Yeah. Yeah. Go check or, out his website, though. His paintings are unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. Some, yeah. Of, some yeah. of my favorite paintings I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Or if you're not talented, conversely, stop listening to us. <laughs> <laughs> we only want cool dudes. Yeah. Yes. No suckers allowed. <laughs> <laughs> get out of here, you talentless hacks. <laughs> um. Well, speaking of talentless hacks, let's all <laughs> discuss some movie news. Um, yeah, so I wrote down some stuff for the Itty Bitty Tidbit Committee, a.k.a. movie news and things that we have been watching through oh, the week before yeah. we talk about our other stuff at yeah. part of the show. Yeah. Um, did you guys have anything off the top of your heads that you wanted to get to movie-related or movie-news-related? Oh, you know, probably, but I just cannot think right now. I'm so yeah. tired. I know. I've been awake since 2.30 a.m. Oh, the the night before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> you know the worst when you're tired and you say you're tired and somebody's like, oh, yeah, well... Oh, like, you think you're tired? I'm not allowed to be tired. Fuck off! <laughs> no, you can be tired. I'm also tired, so yeah. I know how you feel being uh, yeah, no, tired. I know, I know. Yeah. You're not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm a garbage man today. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm slamming another... Energy drink, and I mentioned on the Slack that last week's episode, I was like, "Well, I'm glad it was good because it was just a uh, blur of vibrations yeah. after I drank yeah, an yeah. energy drink." I was in a coffee crazy. Time. Yeah. <laughs> well, it sounded great. Good. It, was, uh, it was a great episode. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Great, good app. Great app. Good app. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, here's a thing that was good that okay. is coming back round again. Key. Did you guys know that they're going to do Matrix again? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I saw something about that, and I was Please like. Explain. I'll probably care about this about as much as I cared about The Matrix. Yeah. So Zach Penn is um, apparently looking to do a Matrix reboot. And apparently this has been going on since March of last year. I did not realize. Maybe we even talked about it way back when, but... uh, Just so dumb. Listen. Yeah. no, No more. They fucked it up. Yeah. If you'd left it be one movie and just like, that's that, it would have... So much more respect. Yeah. But the first movie's great. It's so much fun. It's really interesting. Yes, I know you can pick it apart with some plot holes and things like that, but mm-hmm. fucking man, it's a good time. Yeah. And then it just it, it took itself too seriously in gigantic fucking shit mess. Yeah. Why would you just leave it alone? <laughs> it's a fucking mess. He, leave it alone. Uh, he apparently is trying to set the record straight. This article says that it's not exactly a reboot. This is his quote. All I can say at this point is no one could or should reboot The Matrix. People who know Animatrix and the comics understand. Do I want to see more stories set in the universe of The Matrix? Yes, because it's a brilliant idea that generates great stories. Look at what people are doing with the X-Men universe between Logan, Legion, and Deadpool. Does anyone want them to stop? Not me. So uh, Yeah, I kind of want some stopping to happen. <laughs> <laughs> some many of things he said shouldn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. So... Right. 
with Legion and and yeah, I like that. The Legion show, great. Deadpool, Legion, amazing. Logan's well, they're done with that. Yeah, that's yeah. all. They've moved on. Yeah. Deadpool, I'm I'm down for more of those. Sure. I, I heard it happen with Deadpool now with the Marvel. Yeah, be getting all their characters back because he's yeah, dead. he's yeah. Sony, right? So mm-hmm. yeah. Disney bought that. I also heard there was some early word that the sequel to Deadpool is no good. But again, oh, no, all, no. You, you always hear like the early word is this is amazing or this is terrible. Like right. who knows? Yeah, it yeah. could be three people saw some stuff and said it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know what their taste is. But I heard some rumorings on the internet that like people were like, oh, we're not happy with this movie. <laughs> oh. And that who knows? That's a shame. Yeah. I really wanted it to be good. Yeah. I'm Hopefully. About cable being in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Some Matrix stuff. Yep. Uh, speaking of more things coming back around, Indiana Jones 5. Oh, no. To start filming yeah, in April 2019. Why? Come on, man. Yeah. If you're not going to bring back those CGI monkeys, forget yeah. about <laughs> it. If, you're not, if there's no skull made of crystal, I'm not in. Yeah, Make yeah. it I don't want all it. CGI monkeys and shiny LaBeouf, <laughs> and, that, and I'm in. Yeah. Otherwise, forget about it. <laughs> I assume that there's going to be no Shia. Yeah, I, I can't yeah, imagine. Yeah. He's yeah, busy making cares about him anymore. What's he doing? He's yeah, busy yeah. making uh or or starring in a biopic about himself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you being serious? No. <laughs> no. I mean, yes, I am being serious. I'm not joking. Uh apparently there's somebody he's going to be in a movie that's about his life as an actor and an artist and he's going to play himself in this movie and then somebody else is also going to play him his younger version. Oh, huh. so. I hope someone kills him. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. I don't hope anyone kills yeah. anyone. But uh, I will say that his art installation that he did in New York City, where he screened all of his movies, including like the early like weird comedy Disney holes stuff and, stuff and, and holes, and where it was like a public screening room and anyone could come in, but he had a like a, a webcam in the oh, room on him while on he's him there while he was just all watching movies. all these movies, where he's like, oh god, what? like I yeah. was actually pretty amused by that. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. But yeah, he does how? weird things like that weird uh, <laughs> motivational video we made. Yeah, with the green screens, like yeah, put they... it, put it in whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, that was bizarre. Yeah, but I'm glad it exists. Yeah, totally. Yeah, he's a strange person. But yeah, I doubt he'll be in Indiana Jones. He 5. won't be. I and we don't know anything other than Ford Spielberg really said, him. "I'll do it." And yeah. we're going to do it. And yeah, everyone's Harrison on board. Harrison Ford call him a fucking idiot? Yeah, something like that. That's it was a, a real sweet fun. burn. That's yeah. all I remember. Um... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've heard rumblings that it's that they're they're just going to completely recast Indy. Uh, is that I, maybe oh, that's no, not no. for this? No, 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 no. They no, were this talking about that when they wanted Ford. Chris Pratt to yeah. be in everything, and then they've moved away from that. And they're doing. They were talking about they want. So this is going to happen, and with Harrison Ford. Yep. But they're saying that they want to then snap off another one real quick after that. So they want to do two indie movies. Yeah. Just jerk one out real quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a movie. Yeah. They're, they're jerk jerk that movie out a movie. Out. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's yeah, and, and Kathleen Kennedy and Frank Marshall are producing. Screenplay is gonna be David Quep again. So yeah. And Spielberg said um that this won't be his final film, that he'll continue to make films after this. But uh, so, oh, was that a <laughs> that was a thing apparently. Yeah, it said Spielberg promised one big thing for the fifth installment uh he he has said that indiana jones 5 won't be his last film hmm. so uh oh yeah hmm. 
I bet the big surprise yeah. is that uh, Kylo Ren kills Indy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh. Now, exciting things yeah. coming back around. Okay. Uh, Key and Peele are going to reunite. Oh, yes. For this a is Netflix very exciting. stop motion movie that will be directed by the director of Coraline, Henry, Henry Selleck. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So, Holy shit. That's great. Yeah. Also, the director of The Nightmare Before Christmas. And. Criminally underrated James and the Giant Peach, oh, in my opinion. Terrific, yeah. I never saw that. Oh, it's Coraline great. is it great. It's very good, yes. yeah. He's made a bunch of really great movies and then one monkey bone. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, he's made precisely one, one monkey, monkey bone. bone. <laughs> that movie fucking horrible. But yeah. the rest are awesome. So I had to watch Monkey Bone. Yeah, so they're going to do the voices. I don't, I'm don't. i not sure if they're involved uh, on script level or anything, but they're going to be... I would hope so. Yeah doing this with uh, Henry Selleck. That's going to be cool. I- I'm interested more in, like, um, Netflix has done some anime stuff and some other animation stuff, but this could be, like, a really cool flagship kind of, like, animated property for them. Uh, yeah. I like that idea Very of cool. a stop-motion Netflix movie. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes, uh, please. That was most of the notable stuff here. Some trailers. Did you guys watch the Sorry to Bother You trailer? Uh, yes. No. No. Casey, you got to watch this trailer. Yeah, yeah, that's quite a quite a trailer. Yeah, uh, Lakeith Stanfield stars mm-hmm. in this. Um, oh shit, that's the Lakeith Stanfield one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I keep I kept meaning. I thought that was the Melissa McCarthy one. No, uh, I keep I keep meaning to watch this. This is a uh, Boots Riley director, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Fuck, I want to see this. Yeah, it looks amazing. He plays a down on his luck guy who ends up working, you know, doing a telemarketer job. And he ends up having to put on a, quote, white voice. And the white voice is David Cross voicing him. Mm-hmm. Um, what? And then, like, mm-hmm. starts to get, you know, move up the ladder in the in the increasingly bizarre kind of, you know, wild, st- satirical looking, you know, telemarketer Hatton world. Oswald provides white voice for someone else as yeah. well. Um, oh, my God. It looks really, really good. The trailer yeah. looks phenomenal. It's very funny. Yeah. So if you haven't seen the trailer for Sorry to Bother You, you got to check it out. Because it looks like it's going to be the big movie this year, or yeah. one of. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh my oh. god! It sounds like a an inspired comedy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that a thing that you can still I know. do? I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> um, it sounds like a Spike Jones movie. Yeah, and it has like some visual stuff going on, like really interesting choices. Uh, <laughs> just a radio play. Yeah, it's not just it's not just a blank screen nope. with like creaking doors yeah. and people. <laughs> you can see people. Yeah, yeah. So. Sorry to bother you. Check out the trailer. All right. What uh, have you guys been watching? Hmm. You want to get into some of that? Movies okay. we've been yeah. looking yeah. at with our eyeballs. eyeballs. I watched a couple of things mm-hmm. uh, in my uh, long sickness stint. Yeah. 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 Uh, I watched. Oh, I'll start. I watched a movie <laughs> that uh, supplanted um, uh, Phantom Thread as my favorite movie of 2017. Oh. oh. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Uh, wow. You want to guess what it was? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I watched The Florida Project. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That is my favorite movie of 2017. I that movie. Hell of a movie. Holy fuck. Yeah. It's so fucking good. Yeah. So good. How about that ending? Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The little yeah. child inside of me is still crying. <laughs> yeah. It's so it's good. It's so fucking beautiful. Yeah. yeah. 
and oh my god, Willem Dafoe is fucking yeah. perfect. Yeah, oh, yeah. In in my alternate Oscars world, he would he would have been the absolutely. Winner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, because what he did was spectacular. Yeah. yeah, and a lot of it, like there, there's a lot of like improv scenes, like you know the scene where the uh, the birds just show up. Yeah, and then <laughs> yeah. and he he makes a weird little joke about Powell. Uh, uh, and he's like, oh, well, there's a joke in there somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, like everything about it, like these weird little improv moments and stuff like that, just fit his character. And, like, yeah. And oh my god, the scene with the with the the guy that he's going to get the soda. Yeah. Holy fucking Christ! <laughs> it goes on forever. It's so good, and yeah. it pays off so fucking perfectly oh god i love that movie i absolutely love that yeah. movie yeah that would be, and i yeah. i just I, I i the 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 lady i can't remember what her name is the lady who plays uh the mother the mother oh wow um about that performance I, I i was like oh god i hate you so much as a person yeah uh but like in the midst of being such a terrible person, you're kind of a good mom. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so conflicting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Oh, boy, I love that movie. She, uh, Instagram? Is that where he found her? Mm-hmm. That's yeah, something nuts. like that, yeah. What a great performance. That's a, that's She was so natural. Yeah. 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 Florida Project. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's a great movie. Oh, oh I love yeah. it so much. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, yeah. Um <laughs> Everyone who has not seen that should see that. Yeah. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, something that we talked about a little bit right before we started recording was yeah. a little movie called The Last Jedi, yeah. uh, which is out now digitally and Blu-rays, I imagine, are also hitting shelves. I have seen it now about three times. Nice. Three or four times, I think. Nice. Mm-hmm. I've mm-hmm. seen it uh, about two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've yeah, seen I'm it three or four. watching some chunks. Yeah. I didn't watch it again since we last recorded. I've seen recorded. the first half an hour like three times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I did watch was the director and the Jedi, the feature length documentary that is on the DVD on the Blu-ray, and you can also get it by purchasing the movie digitally. Cool, I thought. Um, and I loved it. Oh my god, did I love this documentary! If you like Star Wars, you should probably watch it. <laughs> if you are a lover of the Last Jedi or somebody who is conflicted by it, I feel like you should watch it. I don't think it's going to be the kind of behind-the-scenes documentary that changes opinions, but I think you will find lots to enjoy and lots to fuel your thoughts about the movie. And honestly, it was so emotional just to see all the Carrie Fisher stuff that, you know, and and even stuff with uh, Mark Hamill. and, And honestly, just to see what went into the movie from a physical effects perspective was just fucking phenomenal to see the sets that they built all the stuff that you know i i feel like there was so much in this movie the practical effects that are are almost easy to look at in the movie and be like that's probably not real and then you see these like amazing sets that they've built and these amazing puppets like everything in the canto bite scene is like a real fucking puppet and there's like a scene with john boyega and and rose and they're like trying to figure out on the canto bite set they're like is that a person's face in that like thing or is it an animatronic face and they don't they can't even figure it out and they're standing beside it right like i don't think it'll be like oh now i love canto bite or whatever but i do think it'll be like wow the spectacle and the you know 
of the talent of the people behind the I, scenes. I and, would be extremely interested to see how how the Canto by yeah. Team came about. It's it. I loved it. I think there will be people that will watch it and be like, I didn't like Ryan Johnson before, and I don't like him now. But I thought that he came <laughs> off really, really well in the movie. He seems like somebody who for somebody who sucks. <laughs> yeah, for someone who made the worst movie ever. Uh, I I just I found there was a lot to to love in this documentary and i found it very emotional um again specifically seeing carrie again and seeing her amazing talent and Mm. humor and warmth and Mm. just to be able to see that again was worth you know buying the digital and watching this documentary but i think it stands up on its own as one of the better behind the scenes things i've ever seen i loved the one that came out with uh with um force awakens yeah so uh yeah, it's yeah, really I mean, cool. I, I I think it it is worth watching for people that don't usually dig into like special features or whatever. If you, mm-hmm. like, I, I loved it. Mm-hmm. So neat. The director and the Jedi is definitely worth checking out. Neat. Yeah. Neato. Word. Greg. What? What did you watch? Um. Real quick before I talk about actual things. On uh, St. Patrick's Day, I was uh, just what I don't know how many years or if ever I'll. <laughs> Be away from the service industry where I won't think of St. Patrick's Day and shudder. Yeah, I I don't think I ever will. No, I fuck that holiday because you know what that <laughs> holiday. You know what's funny? It's a holiday for dickholes. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And this year I like wasn't even thinking about it and went out to a bar that night. Wow. <laughs> And I was like, oh, yeah. yeah when this I got is there. horrible. <laughs> it's worse, way worse than New Year's. Yeah. Um, <laughs> For amateur drinking and fucking well, well, that's the thing because people think that they're supposed to yeah. uh, barf and punch, yeah, like uh, because they're like, oh, that's what Irish people do, yeah, yeah, yeah. I picked up Athena uh, on the way home from work, yeah, at like four thirty or something. I picked her up down at like Young and Bloor and driving along Bloor Street. I was looking out the window and some guy just puked on Bloor oh. Street and I was like. <laughs> Wow! What? All oh, right, it's St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Oh, hi! Uh, Zoe's come to visit us again. You gonna say something? But I did. Uh, I woke up and I thought to myself, "I'm so glad I don't work in the service industry anymore." Yeah, I got a call from friend of the show, Mark Riley, at yeah. like eight in the morning. He's like, uh, "We don't work in the service." Industry. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I thought that myself. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. But then in my Facebook feed for memories, I got littered with every year me posting yeah. that it's not St. Patrick's Day, it's Kurt Russell's birthday. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I used to, of course, play tons and tons of Kurt Russell VHS back at the bar when uh, Casey and I worked there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, I should watch a little Kurt Russell, uh, something or other. Yeah, so you I, should. I, put, I almost I, did that, too. I didn't know. I thought I'd put a classic. And then I go, screw it. I'll, I threw on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 again. Nice. God damn it, I love that movie. So good. good. I love it's it, yeah. so good. Yeah. I like it as much as the first one, maybe more. I, I don't know why. Maybe it's the whole tone, like the, the light tone uh, of those movies. And yet, at the same time, it does get extremely mm-hmm. tearful and poignant yeah. at the end. Yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like CGI young Kurt Russell kind of all right uh yeah and that, i was like yeah this looks pretty good yeah. for like marvel's done that fairly well mm-hmm. uh with uh, a jr and, and yeah. uh, michael douglas yeah I, I feel like it works best when the person who is getting it done to them has a very specific look when they were younger like yeah. michael douglas obviously does too but i found specifically with robert downey jr having seen him in like like watched back to school a million yeah. times or whatever yeah. i was just like oh my god it's it's the yeah, young guy i know from is. all these 80s yeah. movies yeah. 
So I'm able to overlook the like, well, he doesn't look perfect. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, and they have a lot of reference to draw from around 1980. Kurt yeah. Russell, so. <laughs> no. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, nailed it. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, what a great movie. There was uh, a, there's another one recently where they, they did it really well. Oh, uh, um, Blade Runner uh, 2049. Mm. Uh, oh, it yeah. It was the only time I, I uh, didn't was happy to see Sean Young. Young. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Yeah. Super oh, yeah. good. All right. Keep watching it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess I talked longer than I thought I would about a rewatch, so um, I'll save my next thing for later. Casey, what else? Anything else you want to bring up? Um, blah, 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 blah. Oh. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, my yes. I watched, uh, I started to watch uh, an Academy Award-nominated film. Oh. oh. Um, because I was like, this will be the movie that I will talk about for... Uh, uh, film roulette because mm. it's uh, very interesting. Uh, oh, again, thank you very much, Jamie Do, for rolling me uh, a winner. Nice, <laughs> nice. Um, uh, I, so we started watching the movie Ferdinand, mm. which is a oh, uh, yeah, an animated, animated film joint. about a bull, and that movie is fucking boring. <laughs> 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 so yeah. we're like more like animated bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Ferdinand, so nope. <laughs> yep. So we, I, I said, I was like. Uh, hey, this movie's really boring, huh? And she was like, my wife was like, yes, it is. So <laughs> like, we don't have to keep watching this. Yeah. You should it's watch The Rest of Coco. I should watch The Rest of Coco, but the thing is, I fell asleep and uh, Myos Myos and the kids yeah, kept yeah. watching it, yeah, so yeah, there's yeah, yeah. no point where yeah. I'm going to sit down by myself yeah, no, gotcha. and finish Coco. <laughs> that ship is <laughs> yeah. Until uh, Beatrice wants to watch it again. Or well, exactly. Like, like, like when she's old enough yeah. to make her own decisions yeah, and... Yeah. Uh, uh, at which point, I assume she'll want to watch Caddyshack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So a turn off for Ferdinand. Yeah. 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 I what did you turn on, Dan? Um, what turns ah. you on? Dan? Oh man. Yeah, yeah. I I want to very quickly mention something that I'm in the process of watching a series on Netflix. It's their their new kind of uh, documentary series that they're pushing um, called Wild Wild Country. Have you guys heard of this? Oh, no. I saw I saw the the you know like you know how Netflix is aggressively Push advertising their stuff now? Yeah. yeah. So I saw that, but I was like, "Oh, I don't know what this is," and now I'm tired. So. <laughs> well, it's their documentary series um which is based on the Indian guru Bhagwan Sri Rajneesh. Right. Um and it's about the cult slash kind of commune that they set up in the states in a very small town area in the states um and it is produced by the duplis brothers which made me kind of want to like kind of walk back when i was like hey they're gonna make more stuff for netflix and it'll all be boring down the (laughs) middle whatever (laughs) and so um yeah they produced this and it starts with an episode that i found just okay i found the first episode where i was like oh i'm really excited to see this but now i'm kind of just i I don't know there was something about the first episode that didn't totally and completely grab me but now i'm like four or five episodes out of six in and like completely completely you know making a murderer um just kind of like oh gotta see the end of this and emma was like i don't want to watch it tonight while you're podcasting i was like you better not we gotta watch this together because i don't want to like it it, we're both just like so into it it's so great um and i won't talk about it too much longer but yeah wild wild country on netflix is 
essential viewing for documentary series fans. Yeah, yeah it, it takes... I, and I, I love me a good documentary yeah. series. Yeah. Uh, I love getting invested in, like, real lives. Yeah, and it takes a lot of turns. It's, you know, the, the, I think one of the things that I didn't love about the first episode was, you know, this is a real thing that happened, so nothing is really a spoiler, but I found it was, a, it was one of those things where a lot of the cards are laid on the table in the first episode, and then I thought, like, oh, all this stuff happens, but I didn't get the satisfaction of the build-up. And then with all the other episodes, I got the satisfaction of the build-up anyway, so it wasn't, like, a big deal that, you know. But um, it it takes some turns into some places. And I will say, um, it's been a while since I watched a documentary where, you know, your feelings on different parties go back and forth throughout. Mm -hmm. So there's lots of times where I'm like, they were totally persecuted. Like, fuck, America built what they ended up coming to be by what the way they treated them. And then there's other times where I'm like, well, that they shouldn't have done that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and like, oh, well, maybe the legality of it is right. And you go back and forth. Oh, I do. I do love that. I love it when uh, when uh, um, (laughs) an issue is complex. Yeah. Oh, it's super complex because there was definitely moments where I was like, that is insane that that happened. And then other moments where I'm like, but also that's tell what they couldn't have done. Why did they do that? So yeah, wild, wild country is definitely worth getting into. Dynamite. On Netflix. Dynamite. Yeah. Um, What else? Who's next? Uh, uh, (laughs) I've been watching a Netflix series too. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've been watching a crime drama. Seven seconds. Oh, I've been meaning to watch that. Yeah. Is it called Crime Drama 7 Seconds? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Emma's sister was like, you guys got to watch this. We yeah. haven't got to it yet. Uh, it's 10 episodes. I see, I've see. i seen eight, nine. Yeah. Uh, plowing through it because it is just great. What is it about? Uh, it is about a... Sounds short. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't... I've seen almost all of it and I don't know why it's called 7 Seconds yeah. at all. Um, it is about a... Uh, a young police officer who's like part of a he just got promoted into a detective's unit yeah and he's about to become a father for the first time and he uh hit and runs well he hits uh a 15 year old black teenager oh, no. riding his bike and he and his crew uh leave the kid and just try and disappear it <laughs> and so it's how all of that unravels their lives and the lives of the family involved Wait, I'm sorry. This is a series. Yeah. Oh, it's like a show. It's like a it's drama not like series. A yeah. no, documentary. No, 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 no. Oh, it's, it's a drama series. Okay. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's intense. Yeah. Uh, and the performances are fucking amazing. Who in yeah. it? Um, nobody big. Uh, I don't have. A, I'm trying to wrangle a baby. I can't pull <laughs> up the names of. Uh, I'll get it out. Yeah, yeah. What uh, you doing? Uh, uh, but uh, a girl from uh, uh, oh, what do you call it there, Clive Owen? <laughs> a girl from Clive Owen. A girl from Clive Owen. It stars Science David Fiction. Lyons, um, Claire Hope, uh, Ashley Regina King. Oh, oh Regina God, King. Yeah, uh, that's the only person that's yeah. like super well known on there. Uh, she is remarkable. I love her uh, in this show. Maybe the best thing she's done. She wow. really delivers a hell. Of she's a always fantastic. She's amazing. Um and uh, I don't care my phone now. So uh, you got the cast list there? Yeah. Okay. Uh, there's a guy who plays fish. <laughs> Abe Vigoda. Yeah. <laughs> he says like is something in quotations fish. All right. So uh, yeah, a guy named Michael Mosley plays a character named uh, that, nicknamed Fish. Yeah. That name sounds familiar. Yeah. Uh, he's great. 
I don't really know what I've seen him in, but he yeah. he just he immediately is uh, just has that. I don't know, kind of captivating thing going on. Like he's he's the, the thing you know I've been mentioning about being natural, but you know bringing performance yeah. to it to make it entertainment. He's just got that. Yeah, he does like little things that just keep it like it's a boring scene, but he's going to be interesting in it. You know? Yeah, seems like a lot like, of add something to it. Either he's going to fidget with something or whatever, uh-huh. just make it draw your eye to something and make it interesting. You know, seems like a lot of episodes of television, like in Scrubs, Fear the Walking Dead was in that Ozark show on uh-huh. Netflix. A bunch of yeah. Yeah, so it's a breakout role, I'd say. He's just terrific in it. Um, Russell Hornsby is outstanding as well, but really, this is all about Regina King. Yeah, uh, Claire Hope, uh, Shady. I'm not sure how to say her name. She's the lead, and she's wonderful. And she was in Children of Men. Oh, okay. I was looking for there with Clive Owen. Um, and yeah, she. It's strong performances across the board, and kind of interesting. Interesting turns happen. Yeah, I, I got to start uh, watching that. It, it, it doesn't completely just fall into stereotypes, which is great. Uh, but it, it's a solid watch. We're just cruising through it. Nice. It's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's really good. I'm going to start watching it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it sounds good. I, uh... <laughs> so he has selected a film for the evening. <laughs> Scream, Blackula, Scream, Blackula, Scream. <laughs> <laughs> She's yep. heard good things. Yeah. It wasn't. It's a fine film. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Um. So seven seconds on Netflix. That's right. Yeah. I recommend it. What, uh, Casey? Did you have anything else? Uh, speaking of Netflix, I watched a Netflix documentary. Oh yeah, uh, a little uh, Netflix documentary called Jim and Andy. Oh, I haven't seen that. Uh, yes, I. This did. is the uh, Jim Carrey documentary about mm. him getting into the role right. of uh, Andy, Andy Kaufman. Kaufman. Interesting. It's extremely interesting. Yeah. Extremely interesting. It's a it's a great watch, uh, and uh, I feel like there's a turn yeah, coming. I feel like something's coming. <laughs> I do have that tone I use. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the turns coming tone. Well, it's just that Jim Carrey's such a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that about like, that. This it's it is infuriating. This movie. Yeah, because it's like. Um, uh, you know how whenever Jared Leto uh, mails somebody a dead rat or a oh, condom, yeah. and you're like, just act, you fucking precious idiot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this It's a whole movie of that. Yeah. Oh, and, man. And it's a whole movie of Jim Carrey go, like justifying his horrible behavior yeah. on uh, the set of Man on the Moon. And... Like to, to the point where it, it's the 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 tragic figure of this movie is um uh uh oh Jesus why can't um Milos Forman oh um, yeah because he's such a wonderful director yeah uh and he has to put up with <laughs> this fucking idiot who the entire time is like no i'm andy who's jim oh, no. i don't know who jim is because i'm andy yeah. no i'm tony clifton Miller was like why didn't i cast cusack yeah. and, and he he literally like you hear uh uh milos Forman go like uh, can't we like? Can't we just fucking do this? Like, can't you just fucking act? And Jim Carrey's like, uh, and at, at a point, Jim Carrey tells a story about how uh, you know he went to to Milo's foreman and was like, uh, you know, he really wanted me to do it. He was frustrated with it, but you know, that's the magic of Andy. And I'm like, no, that's the idiocy of you. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
And, and he's like, uh, and so I, at a point I went to, to Milos and I was like, that's fine. I can just do an imitation of, of Andy Kaufman and just do it as myself if that's what you want. But he's basically saying, look, I'll tank your fucking movie unless you play along with my yeah. fucking bullshit vanity bullshit. <laughs> uh, and, and Milos Romo was like, oh, fine. Do your little fucking thing, you idiot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. It really is just the most frustrating portrait of somebody who takes themselves way too fucking seriously. Who, who else was so, were like really close to getting that role? Because it was down to a few people. John Cusack was one of them, I yeah. remember. Kevin Spacey, I think, maybe? Oh, oh yeah, that might make God, sense. God, that would have been disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, and not just because Kevin Spacey. Like one other like real big name that was like really close to getting that. Yeah. Because it wasn't just like a home run. Like, Andy Dick. Yeah. Andy. <laughs> <laughs> um. No. Yeah. It, it's, oh God. It's so. And, and the thing is, if you watch Man on the Moon, he's not great in it. He's fine. Uh, he's good. And he's good at the it. end of the day, he really is just doing an Andy Kaufman uh, impression. Yeah. Like his his acting or or the humanity of the character is not really there because that's not something Jim Carrey can handle. I think, in my opinion. Yeah. Um. So so the end result is they could have. Um, they could have uh, skipped a lot of the um, interruptions uh, because he would just disrupt entire days. Because when they were shooting a, a Tony Clifton scene, mm-hmm. he would show up as Tony Clifton, and of course, Tony Clifton has to fuck everything up. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, Bob Zamuda is going along pockets. with it. Yeah. And the thing that really that really kind of bummed me out is that he really got Andy Coppin's family involved. And he like because the family would show up and he was like, there was one day where Andy Coppin's daughter showed up. And, you know, she was like this estranged daughter who didn't know her father and never really met him. Um, and, and and so she came and, and sat in the trailer with me and I, you know, was Andy at the time. And and so I talked to her as Andy and she really mm, got you, a lot of stuff. That case. I was like, Whoa, oh, my God, you wildly crap. irresponsible piece of shit. Yeah. yeah. And then and then the uh, Andy's parents were there and they really, you know, they really got to spend a lot of time with Andy through me. Uh. And I'm like. No, oh you just God. have a lot of money, you fucking megalomaniacal wow. asshole. Like, it really paints a picture of Jim Carrey as just a self-important, like, nominal talent. He's yeah. really great at doing faces and voices and <laughs> shit. Otherwise, meh. <laughs> now he's an artist, of course. Right. <laughs> uh, but uh, the other people who were, like, right on, like, like the, the top contenders for mm-hmm. the role of Andy Kaufman... Were John Cusack, Kevin Spacey, Hank Azaria, mm. and Ed Norton. Okay. Uh, I don't want to see any of them. I don't want to yeah. see anyone. Like the thing is, I'm not. I, I find a lot of who Andy Kaufman was as a person interesting, mm-hmm. but a lot of what he did not interesting. Yeah, I feel like my my what reaction, do you mean? like the stuff he's famous for. Yeah, yeah. Like the character on Taxi or the uh, Mighty well, Mouse. Well, Latko was fine. Like that. Yeah. That was. Uh, I know he hated that. He but did. He, listen, I watched Taxi like crazy when I was a kid, and every time he was on the screen, I was like, "Yay!" <laughs> Absolutely. But also, I was just fine when they replaced him with Christopher Lloyd. Um, <laughs> Fair enough, because, yeah, Christopher Lloyd is incredible. Is a, yeah, yeah, fucking phenomenal. Reverend Jim? The Reverend oh Judd. Yeah, one of my favorite <laughs> my favorite television characters. Ever. Yeah. Um, uh, but, uh, but yeah, so, like, Andy Kaufman as a cultural, uh, culturally relevant, uh, you know, comedian, 
d- does nothing for me. I'm like, right. yes, I see what you're doing. You're doing these things that uh, you you know that are supposed to incite uh, uh, whatever the fuck you know the wrestling with women and 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 all of these things. And, and but but I'm like, but it all feels very empty. Mm-hmm. Like it all it, it's not none of it is backed up by the spark of comedy. So uh, uh, yeah, I'm not that interested in Andy Kaufman as a person. But the documentary, even though it, did you let you sounded like you liked it. It's fascinating. As much as it made you like like annoyed by him, but that was part of what was so fascinating. Well, that's what's about fascinating it, yeah. about it is to watch somebody's self delusion, uh, uh, you know, backed up by money. Yeah. Um, you, you know, fuck with the production of a movie that should have that that was helmed by a master director mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and should have uh, you know should have gone a lot differently than it did. Yeah. <laughs> But I've actually never seen Man on the Moon. I should oh, probably yeah? check it out. It's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then Courtney Love shows up, and God damn it, she's the worst <laughs> person. Uh, it's an interesting movie. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. parts of it that are, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know it's, 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 it's certainly my least favorite Milos Forman movie that I've seen. I think. Yeah, I think I would. Yeah, yeah. I would say that as well. Mm. Mm-hmm. So Jim and Andy mm-hmm. on Netflix, check it out. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Any other reviews before we get to film roulette? I I'm tapped out. Yeah, I got one. Other you have thing. one more. Uh, you guys talked about way way back. Okay. And I don't know if you've kept up with it, but uh, uh, are you up to date with American Crime Story, the Versace? No. I uh, uh, we gave it a shot. We watched the first one, like yeah. one and a half, and then we kind of had to fall asleep. Yeah. And then uh, we gave it another shot, and then we were like, uh, this is not doing anything for me whatsoever. Oh, I'm still, really? I'm still yeah. just a few episodes in, but was was really enjoying it, just haven't gotten back around to finish yeah. it. I'm up to date on it. it. Yeah. Uh, it's terrific. I it liked what a, I saw. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, it's really fascinating. Uh, there's great performances in it. It's got the... It isn't... It isn't what the OJ one was. No. I find is, it's not as pulpy, if that makes sense. Like, it's not no, as... totally. Uh, it isn't. But it does get really... It, it starts to jump around in time a lot. Yeah, the time stuff is interesting. It's and almost it gets like... Really, and you see some really crazy... Because a couple of characters pop up and I'm like, oh, well, that's weird yeah. that that actor played... Oh, and then I was like, two episodes later, I'm like, oh, I see. Yeah. Oh, we're going back five years. Yeah, before. it's it's almost like the episodes, you know, where they end, the next episode is like going back from there, you know what I mean? In yeah. In some regards. Like, there's a lot of like... We started at what happened, and now we're going back to see the leading up to it. Almost totally, yeah. and it's really well handled yeah. in that respect. Uh, Edgar Ramirez is phenomenal. I think yeah. he's phenomenal. I think Penelope Cruz is all, fucking she, fantastic. Yeah, she is just killing it. I and don't much care for the main kid, the kid who plays Andrew Cunningham. Yeah, I get that from my beginnings with the show, yeah. but where I am now, I'm like, nope. They should. There's nobody else that was going to do this. Is that right? But yeah, he gets there. Oh fuck, it's so good because you start because... to see all these different layers of what's going on with Andrew Cunanan and how he is the way he is. And there were moments like when he's at the when he's getting a room at at this uh, this mm-hmm. hotel and he yeah, meets yeah, yeah. like this other and he guy. Wants to change the rooms. And stuff? Yeah, 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 yeah. Where where I was kind of like, oh, I, I, he's playing this interestingly enough. Yeah. But then there's other moments where I'm like. Uh, th- th- this guy's just doing a big song and dance. And no, no. Watch. I I would recommend you continue watching. Uh, he gets extremely well rounded. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so the last episode was uh, you see a little bit of his father, who's a. 
don't know the actor's name, and I've seen him before, but that guy just like the people just keep coming in for like a yeah. role or whatever here and there, and just fucking killing it. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, let me look him up. But uh, he was phenomenal. I loved the episode. Um, and so, it's it's just a fascinating bit of everything that's happening, how it all just collides. You know how it collides because yeah. it was the first episode and you know what the story is, but yeah. it's just, it's so preposterous that all this would go down and it has these moments of just absolute horror. Yeah. Just yeah. horror. I, I, we, I watched the first episode or two and then we had like a very brief discussion of it and then recently... I was driving around with my friend Taylor, friend of the show, and he was saying like, "Oh, we're we're further down, and and it's really really great." And so then I went and we wa- Emma and I watched like another episode or two, and so we're taking it really slow, but I really want to keep with it because it where we got to, I was like, "This is really interesting," and I want to yeah, I want to get to the end. I actually, yeah. w- even though I've only seen like four or whatever episodes, I. I like it. I think I like it better than the OJ episode. I didn't even. I was it's, like one of. The, I didn't really I love like, that I OJ, the OJ series. Stuff. Yeah, it I, it I really just brought me that. back to that time, yeah. which was really exciting. Yeah. This might be better. It might be more well directed because um, it. it may, I don't know. Uh, but the, I know the actor I'm talking about who plays Kunanan's uh, father. His name is John John Briones. Uh, he's a Filipino actor. He's amazing. Nice. What else was he in? Uh, he was in Sons of Anarchy. Uh, what else? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Mm. You know what? Stuff I haven't seen. I don't know. Bones, <laughs> The Mentalist. Yeah. Haven't, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't know who that is. <laughs> yeah. um, you know what? Every time, and it's so juvenile and so stupid. Every time I think of the Versace, even just the name Versace, and, and I'm, I feel terrible for this. Because it makes me laugh every time is that stupid line in that stupid Eminem song where he goes, "Hey, it's me, Versace." Whoops, somebody shot me! <laughs> like, damn it, that j- that shouldn't make me laugh because it's so dumb and juvenile, but it yeah. does every time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Eminem! Oh, you prankster, you little scamp, you, little yeah. scamp. <laughs> you scamperoo! Uh, but yeah, de- I would really recommend that you dig into it a bit more. Mm. <laughs> mm. Hey, maybe good. there's just so many things i really want to yeah. watch waco and i really want to watch uh, oh yeah i've been watching that too i'm dying to see i'm dying to start watching trust when that comes out it's like this is some kind of, of golden uh, age of television yeah, yeah. <laughs> well it's the golden age of way too many fucking yeah, shows so many it's shows so many waco is super good i think uh, the versace show is better yeah um but waco's good Really but, good performance. Yeah, I, I was uh, saying last week, Taylor Kitsch is yeah. awesome. In yeah. It. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah. He's really turning into something, maybe. 
I just burped straight up into the mic, so I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry about so that. You've listeners. been away for a week or two. Yeah. You know, it's been to announce that you're yeah. back. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I think I think honestly, if I'm going to invest in anything based on what I the, the little I've seen of it, yeah, I tr- I'm so excited about Trust. I think it looks fucking so good. Fucking nice. So fuck. fuck. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> She's so fucking, fucking big. Um. Really quick, my last thing before Film Roulette, um, I want to just say anyone that's looking for super fluffy, don't have to think about anything, Netflix programming, uh, the show, the, the the cooking show nailed it. I wow. mean, We mentioned about it off, off mic, mm-hmm. but Emma and I have been watching it as our like, you know, we get up in the morning and we're getting ready for work and then we have just enough time for like a 25 minute thing before we both go to work and we put on Nailed It. And it's a show where they uh, have three contestants come on and try and cook, uh, try and bake something based off of, like, they show you this insane cake and then they have to try and try and replicate it. Um, and it's a show about failure and enjoying your failure. And it's not, you know, it, it's it's a lot of fun and it's not mean. And everybody has a good time and it's very funny. And it's hosted by one of the funniest people in the whole wide world. Yeah, um, Nicole... Nicole Byer. Yeah, she's so funny. She makes the show. Podcast listeners will know her for being on all the podcasts. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and and, and, and it's also, they get good um, guest hosts that come in, and they get really unique and fun contestants. It's not just like, oh, look at this asshole, doesn't know how to bake, uh, you suck. It's very like, they're in on the joke, and everyone, it's just, it's so enjoyable Hi, i'm an asshole who yeah. doesn't know how to bake want me on your show <laughs> let's make it some yeah. cookies it's it's a fun one it's fun and, and i was a little skeptical because it's like hey a, a reality show based off a meme coming at you mm-hmm. but it's 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 very enjoyable Neat. so nailed it Neat-o. if you're into that Neat. kind of thing uh so very quickly very very quickly because i don't want to talk about because you guys talked about it. i talked to <laughs> i watched uh, paddington too oh, oh so good yeah jeremy I love it so much. It's the best. I love it yeah. so much. Yeah. I was doing a little... I loved twi- it as much as I love the first one. And I yeah, fucking love fuck the first yeah. one. I was doing a little Twitter thing where it was like, reblog this with like your favorite movie picks from these years. And both the year that Paddington came out and the year that Paddington 2 came out, I was like, I just want to pick these. Like, yeah. I love them so much. <laughs> I, I legitimately fucking yeah. love them. Yeah. They're amazing. Yeah. Please, Paddington 2, please. Watch them. So many people that I talk to in real life think it's a joke when I recommend that. They're like, those people what? are dumb. Padding- what? You people at work, they're like, to them Paddington, what? That's good? I'm like, fucking watch it. It's the best. It is the fucking best. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Anything else? Film roulette? Film roulette. <laughs> you should have just kept going. <laughs> I did. The roulette is our weekly segment where the three of us roll the die and the two high rollers get to go see something good or this week get to pick whatever they want to watch in a winner's choice week. The low roller has to see something terrible. This week it was hashtag squad goals and the low roller gets to give the winners an album to listen to for the rest of the week. We will talk about our punishment album, talk about our two movies and roll for the movies for next week's episode. You guys won. Mm-hmm. You got the roll. And you guys nothing. And I lost. So what do you guys want to talk about for your winner's choice picks of the week? Mm. 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 
Mm. <laughs> 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 all right. <laughs> Who's going first? Oh, fine. Well, I'm all ramped up. Yeah. Uh, I, I saw Annihilation. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wonderful. Danny. Alex Garland. Boyle worked <laughs> with this guy. Danny. <laughs> Wonderful Danny. Wonderful <laughs> Danny. <laughs> Alex Garland. One time Danny Boyle working with her guy. <laughs> Second feature. Yeah. 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 Uh, talked about previously by me, but not in too much depth. Yeah. Um, oh, no. You know, I read a thing just recently, too, that, you know, possibly a third feature, really. Uh, yes. Carl Urban was like, listen, we, he, uh, he directed Dread. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. One of those things where, you know, the director did a lot on the movie, but the in terms of creative force to be yeah. stamped on this movie, it was an Alex Garland movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he's got quite a, uh, a nice... Uh, a list of films he's written as well. He's yeah, fine yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's he's been doing stuff. Yeah, yeah. He's a busy guy, yeah. and no doubt because uh, Dread is so fucking good. So. It's <laughs> so good. Yeah, and when you think about it, you're like, because that was even one where I thought, you know, I didn't even think of it in terms of Alex Garland, even though I knew who he was when when sure. that movie came out, and I knew that he wrote it, but for some reason I just never thought of it. But then now I'm like, yeah, no wonder that movie was amazing, and yeah. it's probably because he did <laughs> yeah, so it much looks for it. Spectacular. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dread. Uh, that was. I, that's the last movie that I saw multiple times in the theater. Mm-hmm. I think I saw it three times in the theater, yeah, which so I can't even fucking imagine doing that now yeah um yeah three that's a yeah that yeah uh, it'll be a long time before ever that happens again i guess until zoe makes me take her to something over and over yeah no um so uh yeah so dread is uh pretty much perfect uh ex machina is a pretty much a masterpiece so what's gonna happen um annihilation um I guess if people don't really know, it's about a uh, former uh, uh, former army uh, now scientist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Natalie Portman decides to after her husband is missing for a year, but then shows returns up. mysteriously. Yeah, miraculously. Uh, she is then taken into uh, uh, a area called Area X. Is that yeah? Special? Yeah, uh, to to witness something called. Uh, the, the, shimmer, the shimmer that is uh, a bizarre anomaly that is growing from an area around a lighthouse. Yeah. And anyone that goes in never comes out. Never they comes don't know out. what's going on. They, he, yeah. No technology can exist in there. They've tried to send drones in everything, yeah. and it's been there for three years. They can't figure out what's happening, but it is growing slowly. Yeah, they're saying like at at a, at this rate that it's growing, like it, it's going to get to a point where it starts taking over places that are populated. Right. So we got to go in and figure it out until now, but you know, for now, but. It's going to get out of hand. So uh, a team of uh, of five are going to go into the yeah. Shimmer to investigate some more. Um, and, yeah, I'll leave it at that as far as yeah. your synopsis. So, yeah, this is a crazy movie. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I loved it's it. It's so good. It's remarkably good. It's good. It oh, is I can't wait to see it again. Absolutely stunning to look at. Yeah. It is a beautiful movie. Yeah. But, um, and, but beautiful in the way that I was trying to get at in my review, like beautiful in that body horror beauty disgusting twisted together yeah. it's a gorgeous movie but there's also like, like horrifying things yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah uh well the thing is i think with that why the body horror stuff is 
like there's things that are horrific to think about yeah. happening, but it was never put on display as being either completely beautiful or completely yeah. ugly. Yeah, there's, they blended the two things yeah. quite frequently, and it just and it everything has kind of a natural way about yeah. it. It's uh, it's horrific to think about because it's scary, but the way things are displayed are kind of the way that something might occur naturally. So it doesn't, yeah. it isn't like. Uh, yuck! Look at this. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> well, and, there's and, a good yuck scene, but you know, oh my god, there's a real rough scene. There's a real <laughs> in in a movie theater. The 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 rough scene was just like so palpable. Yeah. So everybody in the movie theater being like, oh, 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 <laughs> like yeah, it's got yeah. And then another scene that's a, a horrific scene. Of like um of just a really amazing tense horror. Are we talking scene. bone tomahawk yeah. bad? No, that's my that is my ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, bar. definitely not that. That's yeah. that really like. Whoo! <laughs> 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 yeah, uh, no, it's not like that. Right. Uh, this but, isn't a grotesque kind of like that shouldn't be happening. This is fucked up kind of yeah. grotesque kind of. Yeah, know. yeah. Um, yeah, there's some really remarkable things that go down in this movie. Yeah. And all of it has a very unique tone. And mm-hmm. it, it's a great... I mean, science fiction has always been a fantastic vehicle for metaphor. Yeah. And whether this is a metaphor for cancer... Yeah. Or whether this is a metaphor for personal self-destruction... Yeah. Uh, it's all there. Both work. Uh, maybe it's both. I'm not really... I think it. I think, I think it's, it's, it's up to yeah. it's it's, a, it's wonderful because it is wide open to interpretation. But it's, you take what you want from it. Totally. But you're not going to be like I don't know what happened at the end. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. it's, it's, it's not you so get a, wide you get open. A full story. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not so wide open that it's like the director being like, "What do you think?" It's yeah, like yeah. there's a lot of stuff that points to some very specific, you know, metaphors and very specific themes, yeah. and you can put them together in ways that seem like the movie is helping you get there. It's not like. Like one of those movies where it's just like, well, I don't know what it's about. Like it is very specifically, there's stuff about cancer in the movie. And yeah. it's very specifically about self-annihilation and self-destruction. But it's yeah. all done in a way where it's like, it, it lets you read into it and it lets you, it guides you into it. But yeah, it's really well executed in that yeah. regard. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I can't wait to see it again. I <laughs> No, I will definitely yeah. watch this movie again. So yeah, uh, Alex Garland, three for three. Yeah, it's got a real, it, and it really, it, uh, I I get frustrated when I think like a studio backed mother, which is like, yeah. you know, I didn't like the movie, but no. what a what an audacious you know thing to put in theaters and tell people the mainstream you know viewers to go see, and then you see something like this, which is like challenging, but. It's not like so out there that like it like it grabs you. There's a plot. It really yeah. moves and it, and it gets to a place that's really bizarre. But it's like for them to be like, oh, we have no you know faith in this. And overseas, we're gonna put it out on Netflix. It just feels like it's not that out there. No, it isn't. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty out. It is. It is out there. It is. But but no more than. Like mother, mother, mother takes a fucking mother, turn. Yeah, well, well, and mother sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. mother great. sucks. <laughs> but like, it's like this isn't more. Maybe it's a little more out there than Arrival. But I yeah, mean, but not by not that an much. insane amount. No, this is a better movie than Arrival. I agree. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, where it went, I thought again, it touched on that like 
there's like a almost like a balletic you know ballet kind of to oh, the yeah. the finale that it was yeah. just gorgeous to see and yeah. and so thought provoking and yeah yeah I, I can't wait to see this again yeah it's I really really the, the more the I think about it the more I love it quite remarkable really great um, yeah just uh, yeah absolutely watch this movie yeah hurry up Annihilation check it yeah. you gotta can't wait to see what he does next <clears throat> yeah. Casey, what would you check out? Me? Yeah. Okay. I watched something that uh, I really wanted to talk about uh, that I am extremely conflicted about. Okay. Um, not uh, a regular uh, movie type movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched a uh, much reviled mm. stand-ups uh, a special. Uh, Ricky Gervais, oh. Humanity. Yeah. yeah, I've seen some stuff about this. Yeah, yes. I read some stuff about yeah. this. As had I. <laughs> yeah. Now, I will preface this by saying there was a long stretch of my life where Ricky Gervais was an extremely important person to me. I quite remember mm-hmm. this. Yes. yes. Uh, well, this is just, you know, The Office. The Office. Happened. That's where His it started. Podcast. Yeah, well, the that, that was the thing. I yeah. mean, his podcast is what started me um, down the road of podcasts. Yeah. Right. Um, his relationship with Stephen Merchant uh, and Carl Pilkington yeah. um, was an extremely instrumental uh, thing for me for a long time, to the point where I had downloaded like all sorts of bootleg uh, uh, radio shows that they had done, mm-hmm. um, uh, like XFM radio and stuff like that. I listened to everything that uh, that Ricky, Steve, and Carl had done. Uh, watched everything that uh, that you know Ricky and Steve had done, mm-hmm. and then there was a point where Ricky and Steve split off from each other. I yeah. don't know what happened to their relationship. That's not for me to know. I don't care. Right. Um, yeah. But I do know that Ricky Gervais um, suffered greatly <laughs> uh, as a result of the split, and uh, started to become. What felt very much like a David Brent type character, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, appearing in uh, was it Rolling Stone or something? The picture of him, with the picture the... of him with <laughs> atheist written across his chest, n- you know, naked from the the waist up, with the, uh, with the mic stand, the he's mic doing stand, the Christ. he's being a Jesus, and, yeah. and uh, with I mean, like, <laughs> like when I look at it, to be fair, I do go. Uh, Jesus, uh, yeah, I, la- I I do laugh when I look at that. Yeah, <laughs> but like but, with a serious look on his face and no uh, irony and or anything. zero irony whatsoever. <laughs> um, it's wonderful. <laughs> and uh, uh, and so yeah, he just steadily uh, disappointed me and disappointed me, and I hung on for a long time. Sure. Um, and uh, uh, to the point where I I, I just. I, and I watched that David Brent special that just he did without yeah. Steve, uh, and mm-hmm. and I tried my hardest to like it, and there were things about it that I did like because David Brent is a very lovable, flawed character, yeah. Um, and and there was elements of David Brent in it, but it was misguided. Um, so uh, so I watched this just to see because what everybody was saying was, uh. You know, because his whole thing now is he's a shock comic. Yeah. He's the comic who will say anything. But more so than that, he's the comic who wants you to to know that he'll say anything. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, he's he wants to reassure you that he will say anything. Yeah. 
AIDS. He'll say it. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, some transphobic, some yeah. thinly veiled transphobic bullshit. He'll say it. Oh. But guys, he's just being himself, you know? Yeah. Like, he has a whole chunk about how he was too real for the Golden Globes and how <laughs> everyone was so scared of what he was going to say. Like, he's so far up his own ass. Yeah, uh, boy. Uh, about, like, t- to the point where, like, he has a whole bit about how he was, like, uh, you know how everyone was so worried about wh- what he was going to say but it's like uh, nobody was really that worried about what you were going to say everybody knew you were going to take some cheap shots yeah. at people yeah. everybody knew the rest of it was going to be fairly innocuous and there were going to be a couple things that you felt were very offensive yeah but cutting edge and funny but in fact they were just kind of offensive and stupid mm-hmm. um and that's what much of this is. Yeah. Much of this is him. At a point, he compares himself, because he's talking about Caitlyn Jenner. Uh, and, uh, and, and he makes a couple of jokes about her as a driver and about women drivers. Mm, and I'm like... Very uh, cutting-edge comedy. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, look, take Caitlyn Jenner to task over, you know, running someone over and mm-hmm. then running away from the scene. That is some straight-up bullshit that a shitty celebrity did. Yeah. Uh, but then when you go on to uh, compare how you're going to transition into a chimp, what? Um, which dovetails into his atheism because we're more genetically alike to chimps than chimps are to gorillas and all the rest of it. Okay. So he's going to transition into a chimp and how he's still going to keep his girlfriend and uh, and people are going to find it so disgusting that that a, a woman is with a chimp and and uh, what? And he's he's trying desperately to make this point and to be funny with it, but he never quite makes the point. Mm. All he does is embarrass himself. Oh my God. Um, so that goes on for a while. At a point, he gets into... Uh, he, he just kind of veers off from all of the, guys, I'll fucking say anything. Yeah. And he talks about how he's old now, and uh, there was a while where he wasn't fat, and then he was fat, mm-hmm. and then he wasn't fat again. And he's like, but I'm getting fat again, and I'm old, so I'm just going to be fat again. And and he starts talking, he starts relating stories from his life. Um, and uh, like these personal stories that are actually pretty wonderful. And there's some humanity in them. And you're kind of like, I see what you could be. Yeah. And, but, but you're way too far up your own ass with the, uh, the, you know, g- g- the the fucking AIDS bullshit that he just uses the word AIDS like a buzzword, you know. Yeah. Um. And mm. uh, and then he tells stories of of his brother and and uh, how his brother was like a a big you know driving force uh, in, in his comedic uh, past. And uh, yeah, when when he gets becomes a human being, yeah, it, it's actually quite wonderful to watch. And you kind of go, that's why I love David Brent because there's a there's a a humanity behind it. Yeah. Well, that's what all the old stuff, that's how it worked. That's why yeah. The Office was so great. That's why Extras was so great. Yeah. And all that early work. And then the turn started, you know. The, yeah. That, that charm went away. And the, the charm. The relatability. 
was named Stephen Merchant. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like it's yeah. it's yeah. it's so upsetting. I mean, I I love Stephen Merchant to absolute uh, death. I wonderful. think he is a wonderful human being. His next project, a movie he's writing and directing, is uh, something about family or something like that. But it's about a wrestler, and it stars The Rock. Oh, sweet. Oh, or Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> you're supposed to call him now. Yeah. Right. Uh, it stars Dwayne Johnson, and it's like a like a family dra- comedy drama type of thing. Oh, wow. Um, and uh, just yeah. That's that sounds like, good. Yep. I can't it, wait to fucking see it. Is no. the Gervais thing like? Does is he just leaning into that stuff because now, like, I guess now is the time to do it because there's this like audience of people that are like, "What's up with all these fucking snowflake cucks?" That you're not allowed to say anything. Is he just like realizing now if I lean even harder into that, that maybe there's like an audience for it and people will come out? Or, well, that's the upsetting you know I don't get thing. it. Like the, the upsetting thing about it is. It's. I'm getting so tired of this, uh, man. You can't say anything nowadays. Yeah. It's like if I want to say, you know, AIDS dick, you yeah, know, uh, uh, whatever. <laughs> uh, like I can't fucking say it without somebody on Twitter uh, Be mad. telling me. Well, yeah. I can't say AIDS dick. <laughs> Uh, uh, like, there's no free speech anymore. Yeah. No, it's like you can straight up go on Twitter and say AIDS yeah. dick all you want. <laughs> um, but when the when the overall majority of people are saying like, "Yo, how about don't anymore?" But, but the thing is, <laughs> and, and even those people saying "don't" aren't saying you can't say yeah. it. So we're you, sick of this. But something else now. Yeah, yeah. that's that's yeah. the thing. Everybody's saying like, "No, you can totally say it." But yeah. the reason we don't laugh at vaudeville anymore is because it's not fucking funny. Yeah. It's not relevant anymore. And no. you running around saying AIDS, man, and like, uh, uh, I'm just telling it like it is. Well, we're not interested. Nobody's yeah. interested anymore. No, the shock comic thing is done. It's yeah. so done. Like yeah. I'm, I, I, I understand and recognize how Anthony Jeselnik is, uh, has funny in his bones. He's a funny man. He just takes the cheap route. Yeah, and, I feel like uh, there's got to be a way to do like like shocking comedy where it was shocking to be offensive had its put time in place and and you know reaction to you know certain types of comedy or like punk rock in your face like right. i get it but like there's got to be a way for people to be shocking but also not pieces of garbage <laughs> but you know like but at the same yeah. time what well, do you need to be what do you fucking need to be shocking yeah. about yeah like why why are you trying to be like what well, about shock being shocking thing anymore it was interesting or at least caught everyone's attention when it really blew up in the 90s yeah like, even dennis leary was considered a shock comic yeah. to a degree right but this was just a, a like a, a revolt to the 80s yeah. like the 80s boom of stand-up yeah. comedy which mm. was super straight laced yeah. yeah it was really tidy you know and then it was like no we're why were we wear leather jackets and we say yeah. fuck <laughs> yeah we <laughs> say fuck and we smoke and we bring our notepads on stage <laughs> Because <laughs> we don't conform to your good man. It's a it was a nineties yeah. thing. It's, yeah, well, this is a very long time ago. Yeah, now. and it's not it's not interesting. It's not relevant anymore. What's relevant is people being able to be fun and yeah. clever without being dicks about yeah. it, yeah. and that's super interesting right now. And there are people who fucking do it so yeah. well right now. And like, there's a huge comedy boom right now of mm. people who are genuinely like yeah. using their imaginations. Like Paul F. Tompkins is always going to be one of the funniest yeah. human beings that ever existed yeah. because he uses his imagination 
imagination yeah. and expands it in this crazy way. Uh, Aparna Nancherla, uh, another person who you're just like, you're saying incredible, relevant things and being fucking yeah, hilarious. Totally. Or even like, you know, when I think of somebody like Harris Whittles, oh, and I think about like how some of his comedy involved that kind of shock reveal or kind of like I can't believe he said that in response to his punchline but didn't sacrifice you know the humanity of it because some of the stuff that he did was some of the most like we're all fucked up we're all beautiful we're all trying to you know some of that was so touching but then also he could do like a dumb joke or whatever it was never never mean it it was never mean it was just it was fun wordplay like one of my favorite things one of the dumbest things Harris Whittles ever said was he was like "Uh, I'm uh, I vowed not to get married until gay people are allowed to get married (laughs) because I'm gay (laughs) which like it's a super fun reveal and it's like fun wordplay and it's and and like there's nothing malicious about it or anything no and the point is that like that should like the the underlying you know about it is like you know they should be allowed to like there's no like but it's not you know but it's not even taking a stance one way or the other it's just taking it as read that well, obviously, gay people yeah. should be allowed to get married. It's stupid that they're yeah. not. Here's some fun wordplay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and there's so much exciting comedy going on right now that that revolves around using your imagination. And yeah, and it is a shame. This is just a fucking cheap yeah. way to get laughs. It's a shame that there there the elements of of Gervais that work are still up on stage, and you can see it, and you're like do that <laughs> just just go in that, that direction sucks. stop yeah because it really feels like he's trying to force it when he's uh you know talking about fucking bruce jenner's huge dick and how he must have had a fucking <laughs> like, huge dick right guys oh. big old dick yeah oh my god oh, yeah god. i saw like, i hope this is a huge failure maybe it'll wake <laughs> him up like well, I, I have no interest in watching it like mm-hmm. i used to love him too but like I'm, I look at the poster for it, like the thumbnail on yeah. Netflix with his like, I'm a scary comedian. <laughs> oh, oh God, it's just so contrived. Yeah. yeah, all of it is just it. Uh, that, yeah, it has nothing behind it. Yeah, it all just feels like <laughs> yeah. mirrors. And, and there was there was part of me. The reason I wanted to talk so much about it, and sorry for going on and fucking on about it, but uh, the reason I wanted to talk about it was because I didn't know why I wanted to see it. Yeah, I didn't know if it was because I wanted to put another nail in the coffin or. If I wanted to try to get something out of it, but I guess I kind of ended up doing both. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Which yeah. is uh, weird for me. I get it, man. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's called Humanity. Yeah. Uh, on Netflix. And I won't be watching. Sounds conflicting. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Don't need to. <laughs> so, hashtag squad goals. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> from 2018 yeah. this is released by mar vista productions <laughs> they do a lot of christmas movies and then low budget uh movies that are just kind of shelf fillers um ambitious high school senior samantha is a serious journalist both for the school paper and for the yearbook and against it <laughs> but she's just as serious about her friends <laughs> good <laughs> nate Jillian and Rudy, all of whom are for, are vying with her for a full ride local scholarship to college. Aww. Very close to her mother, Emily, oh, who is the school's guidance counselor. Oh, Samantha finds her reporting oh, taking an into in, investigative turn when two of her classmates and contenders for said co- yeah. scholarship are murdered. No. Oh. <laughs> 
Uh, Lulled yeah. you into a false Man sense alive. of drama yeah. there. <laughs> when I read that thing through, I was like, blah, 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 blah. The murder. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't seem like it's going in that direction at all. Yeah. Directed yeah. by anyway, Dan. She murdered them the end. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, directed by Danny Boyle. Weird that he did this right after T2. <laughs> Danny J. Boyle, that is. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. That's Danny J. What a... It's B-O-I-L. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Danny Boyle, who's done a bunch of other movies uh, for this company, I believe. Right. Most of them thriller-looking. Squad goals. This is starring uh, a bunch of people correctly. who haven't been in anything that you've ever heard of. Yeah. For the most part. Sure? So, yeah. Pretty much. Uh, this Jaboyle. movie. Danny, is it, or is it Danny Jaboyle? Danny Dan Jaboyle. Holla at Jaboyle. Danny just joking. <laughs> Boyle. He, oh, must... he did a nice movie called Ex-Wife Killer. Yeah. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> he must stalked by my ex. Yeah, oh, he's there's called, a lot of He's those. called the ex-wife killer. Who do you think did it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. His, his back-to-back -back movies stalked by my ex, followed by ex-wife killer. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Someone Sounds was very specific to what oh, was he going also directed on in a movie his called life. Marriage of Lies. <laughs> oh my God! Oh, no. This is a marriage this of lies. His next, his next movie was called This Movie's About You, Brenda. <laughs> <laughs> He also called. He also has a movie called Killer Assistant. Oh, so you got that. This guy's got an exciting life. Oh, yeah. and a TV movie called Man Stroke Woman. What? Yikes! <laughs> Holy balls! <laughs> Ooh. Uh, so and a Give Me My Baby. <laughs> what? A movie called Give Me My Baby. This is, is this a, a, a madcap farce? Yeah. it sounds like it Who's is. Who's got my baby? Good Lord. <laughs> then abduction of Angie. Yeah. I assume is where he takes his baby. Yeah. And yeah. then finally, of course, squad goals. Hashtag squad goals. <laughs> right. And uh, if you don't already know, the yeah. title is in reference to the main character, Samantha's uh, column called hashtag squad goal, where I write about my friends. Yay. Uh, wow. And other people in the school. <laughs> Seems like a small audience for yeah, that. Hard hitting too. journalism. This movie sucks. <laughs> oh, oh my god. It was so painful. <laughs> I wanted it to be amazing and dumb and funny so badly. Oh my god, it's terrible. Where does it lean like does it lean closer to teen horror or it's like teen drama? Teen drama. Teen oh, drama man. all the way. It is so much of it's is it like watching an episode of the OC. It is like, like watching an episode of the most boring TV show in the yes. world. So the OC then? And every once in a while somebody gets murdered, but it's not like a fun <laughs> murder scene. It's like uh, there's a scene where a, a, a girl gets murdered and she's standing by a window and then there's a reveal that she fell out the window and she's just now on the ground and you're like, oh, I missed all the, the stuff. I missed all the murder. Yeah. Are you sure you weren't watching Judgment Night? <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, this movie is about a high school student. At the beginning of the movie, there's a play that they are rehearsing and... It's Romeo and Juliet, and the guy playing Romeo kisses the Juliet and dies. Ah! Right then? Right there. 
starts foaming from the mouth and he dies because he had a peanut allergy and it turns out somebody put peanuts on her lipstick on the lipstick Uh. (laughs) and there's a (laughs) i'm jumping around but there's a flashback when they reveal the killer to just this is like the funniest thing the whole movie to just the killer taking lipstick opening it and then dunking it in peanut butter (laughs) the only funny thing in the movie almost i was like that's it you just shoved you just shoved it in a jar of peanut butter how did you not notice that yeah Yeah, like not like oh i swabbed like peanut essential oil so you would have just like nice (laughs) um skippy yeah, this movie is so boring. It is so much just about, like, the ins and outs of their dumb drama. There's a lot about one of the characters being revealed to be gay, and he kissed somebody's boyfriend, and there's all this drama about that that doesn't really go anywhere or doesn't ring, you know, true or honest, or and there's nothing to it. It's just like, someone's gay? Dramatic! Um, there's a lot of the... Uh, the the guidance counselor is the one character's mom, and then there's like the the dean or whatever of the school. She the president <laughs> the president of the school, <laughs> the principal <laughs> of the school is what I meant to say. <laughs> the principal of the school is like seems to be covering something up, but what is it? And it, nothing adds up to anything of interest. Mm-hmm. No, uh, the, there's no thrills. There's no mystery. But <laughs> what are their squad goals? The, uh, the squad goals is just the name of the thing. There's that doesn't have anything to do with the murder. So the squad or doesn't even have goals. Hashtag this no. is bullshit. It is bullshit. I mean, even yeah. Buster Rhymes had hashtag Squidod goals. Yeah. Yeah. it's the most bad plane Squidod oh, television. Flip mode was the Squidod. <laughs> Yeah, it's like the it's it's a shelf filler all the way. This is just something that they could get out with a poster that'll make people press play on Netflix or rent on Redbox. It's so boring. It's so like it's not the the acting is is really bad and there's moments where the acting crosses over into it becomes funny, the line deliveries of the awful dialogue which exists solely for no other reason than to get whatever piece of information they need like you know it's a movie where they're just like her but she's crazy she's such a wild character and you're like thanks okay (laughs) you just have everything is told to you right it's awful it was so boring it was uh, it Here was comes a, Crazy Nancy. We yeah. call her that because she's crazy. She's wild. Oh, I like photography, so maybe it's weird that I'm taking all these pictures, and I'm I'm gonna be the guy that you think it is the whole movie until it's that person for whatever reason. Like, there's no surprises. You know, it's not gonna be the character they're making it out to be, and then when it is the one character who is doing the killing, you're just like, this is stupid, and I hate it. Good, and it oh. was painful. Awesome. Utterly painful. That was hashtag peanut lips. Yeah. <laughs> that was a fun <laughs> that that the only other thing that I laughed really hard at was at the beginning when they're gonna be going out on stage to do what turns out to be a rehearsal, but you don't know it at the time. The guy is trying to get the guy who plays Romeo is trying to get uh, Juliet to practice their kiss scene and she's like not till we're on stage and I was like you would have to rehearse that before you go out on stage <laughs> yeah. she's like you can't kiss me I'm like it's a play yeah. you gotta f- it- what <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst yep. worst movie great hashtag squad goals mm. don't watch it it's terrible 
Danny Jaboyle. Danny Jaboyle. Holla Jaboyle. Speaking of punishments, <laughs> well, we yeah. were given an album. That's right. Why'd you give us this album? I gave you Aerosmith Done With Mirrors because... Yeah. Uh, Eighth album. Yeah. 85. Because uh, I, I just... I think it's weird that they're like this like rock royalty band, but the their huge comeback that started in eighty seven with permanent vacation from that point on was written by uh, people Desmond who could Child. actually write like they, songs. they had professional songwriters come in yeah. and write their shit. And that's total garbage. But I also think it, I, I always wanted to know how bad was this album before that not only their management and the label was like, you you need help writing songs, but they went, yes, you are correct. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know how to write a song called Love in an Elevator or Dude Looks Like a Lady. We need professional help to do that. Yeah. Um, if you're writing a song called Dude Looks Like a Lady, you probably do need professional help, but yeah. not from a songwriter. Yeah. Uh, and so I want to know how bad it is. I like early Aerosmith. I, you know. I love early Aerosmith. Yeah. Uh, back in the Saddle, Dude. fucking... Uh, uh, looks like a lady. Um, <laughs> uh, kings and queens. Kings and queens. Fucking uh, dream on is dream a fucking on is a straight song. up brilliant song. Yeah, and, and the thing is, they wrote those songs. Yeah, yeah, they're just fine. And I, being somebody who doesn't know a lot about Aerosmith, other than uh, from here on out, uh, yeah, you know, we did permanent vacation for a time ban. As we episode. do that, or we do pump. I think we did. We did pump. Did yeah. we not? Do, okay, we, maybe we we haven't done permanent vacation. Okay, yeah. but I knew that stuff forward. Yeah, and so I when I was listening to this album, I did circle back and listen to some of their other albums. I listened to some of the early stuff, trying to find what what were their first few albums. Oh, I I listened to Rocks, Rocks because I'd good. heard it was one of the better ones. Yeah. of that era and some of the other stuff. What's and the first one called? Is it just called Aerosmith? Just Aerosmith. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's a good record. Yeah. So, I, and I was like, I don't, I don't and then, mind and this. And then it's, the, and then they become like a lot of rock bands of that era. It's like the, there's like the singles are good. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Mostly, I, when I was went through my Aerosmith phase, I mostly listened to Greatest Hits Volume One. Yeah. And, that, and, and, and honestly, they really are that band. Like, oh, yeah. all you really need is Sweet Emotion yeah, and yeah. Um, and uh, Dream On, and, yeah. and and that's about it. Uh, I, and yeah, no, I love that shit. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I loved uh, Permanent Vacation, and I loved Pump. Like yeah. that, I fucking played the shit out of that album. <laughs> yeah, and so for me, it was interesting <laughs> to hear Done With Mirrors, because this... And it's interesting to hear it with that perspective of, like, this was the, the... You know, they don't like this album. Apparently, it's fairly well-received with some of their fans, but it... it, it I have a question before we start. (laughs) I don't know where they get that intel from. Uh, Yeah, well, actually, that's what I read, too, is that this was uh, uh, critically acclaimed, but didn't really do that well. And I'm like, um, what critics were you asking? (laughs) Well, see, this is my thing. This is one of those scenarios where, much like when we get new albums by bands that are on the radio, and I'm just like, this just sounds like the radio. Mm. To me, I'm like... Yeah, I don't like this, but it doesn't sound. It just sounds like a permanent vacation or a pump. Oh, but, see, I, I very but without much... their hit, like it sounds like here's the stuff that you would get on this era of their stuff, but without the big hook, it's just kind of bland. But I, it I sounds kind of muddy. Uh, I felt like listening to this album I was like. This album sounds like contractual obligation. Yeah, uh, I can see that. Uh, because there are there are whole songs that are built on one riff that just play just that yeah. riff. <laughs> just that riff for three minutes and Steven Tyler going <laughs> uh, 
Uh, but everybody <laughs> seems tired. Yeah. yeah. Like, and it just seems like th- this album is a fucking slog. And it's only, yeah. like and it's only 35 minutes. minutes. Yeah, yeah. And, and it feels like 135 yeah. days. Well, because there's nothing <laughs> to, uh, like, there's nothing. It, it just, but it just sounds like to me, like, you know, it doesn't necessarily sound like permanent vacation but it sounds like the aerosmith like if i heard it i'd be like oh yeah that's aerosmith and oh yeah i don't really like them that much (laughs) but there's nothing like i i understand how this is an album where they were unsatisfied with it and it like you could hear that it would lead to like okay they need some fucking hits they need some songwriters because but it doesn't sound like such an insane departure from what I know Aerosmith to no, be. No, it just sounds you know? like it just sounds, it just like, sounds like if like you killed band. Aerosmith but made them make an album. Yeah. <laughs> like they're a tired band. Yeah. 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 Like like just absolutely coasting on fumes, not giving a fuck if there's any songs on this album because yeah, yeah. there's not. Yeah. yeah. Uh what is the one that makes me laugh every time I read the name My of Fist it? Your Face? No. Is that a that's a song I hear, yeah. right? What's yeah. going on there? Yeah, uh, not it, much. Uh, yeah, just lyrically the same old kind of. Uh, it's not even like the the kind of like retarded adolescence uh, that you would normally get from them. It's yeah. just boring rock lyrics and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> my favorite. This does have my favorite uh, song title on it, and that's um, it's uh, called "The Reason a Dog." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> that's not even a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> it's called I bet that was the title of the memo for the meeting where we're getting you guys professional yeah. songwriters. The so reason you guys wrote a, a song dog. called The, the reason, reason a Dog. A dog. <laughs> Those are words, certainly. <laughs> I feel like it was just one of them. Like, Joe Perry was just so wasted at one point. He was just sitting on the couch like this, and all of a sudden he's going, This is a dog! <laughs> and then he fell back asleep, and they were like, I guess that's a song? And then, <laughs> well. and then, it, then that was a song. Nice. Yeah, it's not good. It is. It's <laughs> aggressively not good. <laughs> yeah, it's it and, and and apparently they, you know, consider it almost like an album that they didn't Whoa, finish. Shit. Um, I'm sorry, I'm just reading the lyrics to my fist your face. Yeah. It's a it's a, some lyrics. What, what the frick? Well, are you going to share them? Yeah, or? yeah. All right. So this is the lyrics to my fist your face. Wake up, baby. What you in for? Start the day upon your knees. What you pissing in the wind for? You must yes. have snorted too much bleeze. What? Too much what? Bleeze. What? Bleeze. <laughs> <laughs> East House Pinball Wizard. Full tilt bozo plague. <laughs> nice. Second floor Trekkie making warp speed out the door. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh my god! It really does just sound like somebody put Steven Tyler in a blender. <laughs> <laughs> that whole chunk of East House Pinball Wizard Full Tilt Bozo Plague Second Floor Trekkie. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's it, just a lot of words. It's just <laughs> word, 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 word. <laughs> Holy fuck! Yeah, and then the chorus is, "Please no more, my fister face." That's for sure. <laughs> That's uh. for sure. 
That's Good the delivery God. There's yeah. one where he's talking about, and I don't remember what song it is, but he's like, your sister, she likes to grab my microphone or something. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, God, dude. <laughs> he means it's dead. It's about oh. his dick. That's it. And I feel like that's what I really don't like about Aerosmith from here on out. Yeah. There was a lot of that kind of just like... dicks. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't there a line on one of their songs where it's like, oh, the only line I want to be in is in the crack of her butt or something? Like <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I don't know on what One of those this... songs like... I'm reading the second verse of uh, My Fister Face now, and I'm a little confused at where this one goes. So we got a, hey, Betty Boop, you got me drooling. I'm buzzing around your hive tonight. You play the hooky instead of schooling. That's the hooky. You play the hooky instead of schooling. Son of a bitch, put out the light. 13-year-old hookers take a sack right through the bars. What? What? (laughs) I fucking know. (laughs) Take a sack. I I do like that at one point in those lyrics, he like yells at someone to turn the lights off <laughs> like he's writing lyrics of like out of nowhere like turn yeah, out the light son of a bitch put out the light <laughs> I gotta put my sack through these bars oh. I don't want to talk about this anymore no it's a <laughs> I don't is, like what just happened yeah. it's a terrible record it's very bland yeah. and boring Jesus Christ what a bunch of fucking scumbags yeah and doesn't Fuck. yeah just fucking Ugh. scumbags Jesus Gross. Christ Aerosmith yeah, yeah. I fist your face. Yeah. So, terrible record. <sighs> what are we getting this week from me? That's a good question. I yeah, forgot yeah, yeah. to till just now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Just so put your sack I gotta, through the bars. Yeah. 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 Find yourself a 13-year-old hooker. Yeah. Uh, fuck. Oh, it's funny, though. Like, I, 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 I have my happened. list. I didn't scratch off. Red Pill Blues by Maroon 5. That was on there from... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we 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 talked. Wait, it sounded like Dave Matthews instead of. <laughs> um, we talked a little bit this week about some wrestlers, much like uh, we well we mentioned The Did Rock. We? Yeah, all right. I mean, um, yeah. very much. In some passing. some wrestlers came up, namely one. His name is not wrestle anymore. It seems Dwayne, to me wrestlers. The exist. Rock Johnson. So I'm going to use this. Very, uh, <laughs> very segue. great segue yeah. that has a lot of deep roots into the episode that we just had. <laughs> yep. <laughs> to segue into my punishment, which is, did you know that John Cena had a lot of rap uh, stuff oh, going on in I his do career? Know he does the rapping. He's got. I did, I did not know that. He's got a record called "You You Can't See Me." By John Cena. So let's check it out. Yeah. Because I have heard some of it, and I will not play my hand on whether I think it's not as bad as you might think or if it's even worse. Yeah. But uh, he has a record called You Can't See Me. I've heard some of this. Yeah. I think think it it led to his opening music. There's that, like, really iconic thing. I don't know. But, yeah, Yeah. I've heard some of this. And and there was, like, apparently some, some... uh, he he had some help by some like reputable people in the hip hop scene, so um, we'll see how his hip hop record "You Can't See Me" is. Yeah. All right, so there you go, John Cena. There you go, John Cena. John Cena. All right, we're gonna roll. Mm-hmm. So what are we rolling for? 
Movies. Oh, we got. Uh, oh, there's two versions of this two album versions. on Spotify. One with swearing, one Ooh, without. Don't you gotta get, listen to the one with swearing. I'm gonna get the one with swearing. Don't tell the second song's called "Don't Fuck with Us." Yeah. No, no. What's the one without swearing called? <laughs> Don't fart with us. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have some cake. <laughs> um, so this week. Pacific Rim 2 is coming out, um, but the release date is also um, for Isle of Dogs, but we are unsure if that will open in Toronto. It's not listed on the website, but it might be playing limited. We're not sure. So the idea here is if Isle of Dogs does not come out, which is clearly the winner between those two movies, Mm -hmm. um, we will see... You know Pacific Rim, Rim two, but hopefully or we'll get to see Isle choice, of Dogs I guess. or a Winner's Choice if it doesn't open. But, right. but we're we're aiming for Isle of Dogs, and if not, yeah, we'll see where we land. Who knows? I love dogs. Yeah, the loser <laughs> jumping off that uh, Pacific Rim. What if by accident I watch Must Love Dogs? Yeah, <laughs> what happens then? I film I saw in theaters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. We're we're doing a bit of association with that Pacific Rim, yeah. And there is a new Atlantic Rim Part Two, Part Two, yeah. uh, from Asylum, I imagine. Yeah. So this is a mockbuster trying to confuse people into watching a movie that sucks. <laughs> so one of us will do that, and one of us will, and two of us will see hopefully Isle of Dogs. Ha. All right, let's roll. Ah. I'm rolling. That's a three. Mm-hmm. An easily beaten three. That's Just a like six. That. that beats much, a three. Much more easily. It's twice as much. That's a six. That's a six, six as well. Six, yeah. So you guys tied. You got to roll again. I'm out of the equation. Phew. <laughs> 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 yeah. Okay. Well, so you've already uh, lost. Uh, now we have to see who super wins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Good. 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 I really Good. hope Bile yes. Dogs doesn't come out. Because I want to see that so bad. Yeah. Hey, who lost last last year, and where's our punishment? Dan. Oh, yeah, I, I was supposed to give you guys something, and I haven't yet. Yeah, mm-hmm. taking time. The ultimate punishment. Yeah. I'm taking my time so long, it's a new year, and I haven't given <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's spring, and I haven't given it to you yet. Um, yeah, I'll think, think of something. All right. Okay. You, you really guys have to go and see Joan of Arc yet. live. Okay, <laughs> oh well, God. I quit the podcast. Yeah, it's done. <laughs> uh, that is our episode. We will talk about Atlantic Rim 2 and hopefully Isle, Isle of Dogs, Pacific Rim, or something else. We will listen to an album by John Cena, and we will come back and talk about it all next week. Please rate and review us on iTunes. Email us if you have any questions or comments. Info at modernsuperior.com. Uh, Facebook and Twitter at SYNWPC. And for those of you who are Patreon members, we will see you beyond the Patreon wall. And if you're not, you got to get in there. Get in there. You can do it at modernsuperior.com by clicking the Patreon button. Uh, And don't forget to go check out lots of other shows on there as well. Otherwise, as always, we will see you next Wednesday. Goodbye, Internet. I love you, baloney sleeves. This episode has been brought to you by the Modern Superior Podcast Network. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods 
for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.